All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Video Vices, a podcast from Contemporary Research. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the show. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about supply chain challenges and how that's had an impact on the industry, not only in 2021, but as we look ahead to 2022. So joining me to discuss these challenges today is Samira Butt. She is the Director of Operations for Contemporary Research. Samira, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, Samir, I'm thrilled to have you on the show to get your expertise on these topics today. Now, obviously, like I mentioned in the intro, supply chain challenges have been a huge topic of conversation. So just broadly, what sort of impact has have these challenges had on the industry as a whole? Yeah, um, supply chain has always been a huge topic of conversation, but it's definitely gotten worse over the last couple of years. Um, and we're looking at much longer lead times and and, and parts potentially not being available um, which really impacts this type of manufacturing. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Longer lead times is obviously something that people don't love to hear, right? Uh, when it comes to they have projects, they have deadlines, and now all of a sudden there are longer lead times. And that all just kind of goes back to that idea that the supply chain was a just-in-time supply chain that right. worked when everything was going perfectly. But now we've had massive, you know, massive disruption over the last two right. or three years. Yep, um, it was something that did not have much margin of error, and now we're experiencing that for certain. Um, and another problem is counterfeit parts flooding the market as well as the supply chain gets harder and people feel pressure for those deadlines. You know, they're more willing to buy from perhaps a vendor that they don't trust. That's a really good point. Something that I had never really thought about until you and I discussed it is that that issue of counterfeit parts because there's this thirst and this need and desire to get these parts quicker to meet lead times, to meet deadlines and things like that, that you're a little bit more willing to to bend what you would normally do and kind of go outside the the bounds of things that, that counterfeit parts obviously become a massive issue and something that you have to watch out for. How do you how do you guard against that? Uh, many ways, you know, a lot of it has to do with our vendor relationships and and how they're guarding against it and then how we verify that they are doing that. Um, which is, there's a lot of processes and procedures uh, in order to verify that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we know that that a big issue here have been chip shortages, right? It's been discussed across a number of industries, um, just this issue of chip shortages. And so tell us how that has had an impact on the industry. And, And I'm sure it kind of relates back to that counterfeit parts there as well. Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, you know, I think the first way in which it, which it touches it is that it touches engineering. You know, chips chipsets are very important. They can do very specific things. There's a whole design, you know, around you know parts. Um, and so, if if a chip goes long lead time or end of life, um, and an engineering fix can't be constructed around a different one, then counterfeits are going to flood. Um, and the other thing is that it touches engineering, right? There might need to be an engineering change, software, hardware, whatever that may be, um, to, to account for that longer lead time if it's bad enough, so that things, so deadlines can be made. Absolutely. So, what, like we're discussing, like one of the biggest issues here seems to be trust, right? You have to be able to trust your partners. You have to be able to trust that the parts you're buying are not counterfeit, right? And, and right. all of these certain things. Um, how has this really placed an emphasis on finding partners that you can trust, that you can rely on during this time? Yeah, it certainly makes me feel lucky to be at Contemporary Research. They've been around a long time. They have really long established relationships with vendors. Um, and I think that's part of what got Contemporary Research through COVID and through this continues to get us through this supply chain 
kind of catastrophe. Um, you know, we've not only worked with them for a really long time, but we know we know what their testing procedures are. We know that they are delivering on that. We have our own internal testing procedures. And so I mean, trust for our vendors, trust for our employees, trust for the whole supply chain that we've spent many, many years developing and continue to develop in this effort. Definitely. So when you look at what the past two years have looked like, how has contemporary research adjusted to kind of meet the demands of the time? What sorts of things have, have you changed and you done differently at contemporary research in order to account for some of these challenges? Yeah, I think contemporary research is a, um, is, is a unique um, manufacturing company because we are, so we have access to all of our departments. We have an engineering team. We have a division that does our printed circuit board assembly. We have our own purchasing. We have our own production for mechanical. Um, and so we've really been able to address it from a multifaceted viewpoint. Um, as far as purchasing, you know, purchasing things further out, you know, even purchasing things from multiple vendors to ensure that if one can't deliver, you know, another one comes through, but having to be careful to not overwrite our own selves in that purchasing, right? Um, so it's a fine balance because you don't want too much out there, then that drives up price. And so we've really been able to attack that from purchasing. We've been purchasing things earlier. Our engineering team can work on finding substitute parts for things that we think we may have problems with in the future supply chain wise. Um, and then our division of printed circuit board assembly shop, they, they are absolutely great with us on lead times. They're available um, to build things in case something does come in a little bit late. So it's nice for us because so much of our manufacturing is local that wherever the pain point is, we can kind of address it in the supply chain. Yeah, that, that's a great point. Just just having that that local presence, I think, can be so beneficial during this time. You see that as, as something that's been a strength over the last two years? Yeah, I, I see it as something that's always been a strength, but something that has really benefited us through the last few years of struggle um, in ways that we kind of couldn't imagine because of COVID and its ripple effects. Do you feel like that has... Um, maybe led people to look more towards contemporary research during this time because you do have such a strong local presence that you're not necessarily going overseas for quite as many things and, and that sort of thing that it sort of mitigates maybe some of the challenges that we've seen in supply chain? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that's always been a benefit of CR and it's just so personified by the current circumstances that we're in. I think people definitely feel a need to come back on shore, be able pick up the phone and reach a human, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Samira, as we wrapped up 2021 and head into 2022, we're still really early on in the year, but do you have any predictions or anything that you are looking ahead to as this year kind of unfolds? So what sorts of things do you see happening when it comes to supply chain challenges? I think it'll be a little bit more of the same, you know, the environmental circumstances that the world has been dealing with don't seem to be um, going anywhere permanently, getting better maybe, but not going anywhere. And so I think for the next couple of years, this year and next, we will still see all these supply chain shortages. And so it's just a matter of, you know, what companies can stay in the game, what companies can meet these demands, regardless of the kind of the problems we've discussed. Um, that, that makes a lot of sense, just given what we've seen over the last couple of years. And so, Samira, as we start to wrap up this episode of the show, what what do you want to leave listeners with? What do you hope listeners learn from this podcast? Or do you have any final thoughts or conclusions after uh, after our discussion today? Yeah, I mean, I, I hope people understand a little bit more about, you know, manufacturing supply chain and kind of what 
what we deal with in the industry. And, you know, I, I just, um, I'm glad that I worked for Contemporary Research. I like working there because we've been able to move through this um, well, you know, and so that's, that's been a relief and will continue to be. <laughs> Excellent, excellent stuff. Samira Bud, Director of Operations at Contemporary Research. Samira, thank you so much for joining us here on Video Vices and sharing a little bit more about your experiences over the last year and where you've seen things going in the future. Thank you so much. It was, it was great being here. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Video Vice, a podcast from Contemporary Research. We appreciate it very much. Of course, stay tuned for upcoming episodes. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And of course, you can visit the Contemporary Research website to stay up to date with the latest from them. So stay tuned for upcoming episodes. But for this one, for my guest today, Samira, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us.